It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about five deadly venoms. For, for the record, this, this entire episode is being dubbed in English, <laughs> but, but it's dubbed. Hey, you're a good friend. I like you. <laughs> the original title is Woodoo. Probably saying that wrong. <laughs> w U D U Voodoo. Uh, directed by Che Chang. Written by Kuang Ni and Che Chang. Starring Shang Chiang, Chin Sun, Philip Chung Fung Kwok. And that's all you're getting out of me. Pai Wei. <laughs> Je- Jeff, you, you mispronounced Dick it. Wei. It's it's Philippe. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, nice. It's actually Kevin. Thank. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Do you, do any of these? Do you guys who are more into these movies are any of these big names that you guys know of? Because I didn't know anybody. Um, some some familiar faces here, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely no expert on these guys. Like beyond some of like the yeah. biggest names, mm-hmm. which I should I think. Be. Yeah, the guy that plays uh, the Toad Venom. Uh, I think he was. I, I saw an MDB that. Mango. He was oh he's in the Ip Man series. He's one oh, of the other masters somewhere. Yeah, it's just like all right, cool. He said this this guy's still working, so that's great. I, I was wondering if any of these guys have shown up in like Kill Bill or anything like that because Quentin. I'm, this definitely feels like something Quentin would have liked and watched in the past. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do you guys know or no? no I, I don't, don't know. know. No. Okay. All right, well, uh, whose movie is this, Alex? It's mine. Scott's. Yeah. Oh, Scott. All right, what's your history with this movie? Uh, so I'm a dabbling fan in, in kung fu movies. Like, like we just established, I'm definitely no expert. Uh, but uh, this is one of the ones that, that I always think of as like just being rad and being a good example of, of the genre, uh, the, the subgenre. Mm-hmm. And I saw this originally on cable. Uh, just on one one night, late late at night, and I just watched it. Watched it all when there was no pausing. That's how long long ago it was. Uh, but I remember thinking, this is awesome, <laughs> and uh, was was enthralled by the the whole thing. And this time mm-hmm. around, I I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. The transfer is not great, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just it's rough film to begin with, uh, and then in, you know, widescreen and high def doesn't really do too many favors. Um, all that said, uh, it still still has like a kind of a sharp look to it, um, almost almost like a soap opera, really, uh, which is is kind of weird. But um, yeah, and then, and then finally I watched it dubbed again. Uh, which I, I don't think I've ever seen it in the, in the original Chinese. So same, yeah. All right, Alex, what's your history with the movie? Uh, Scott brought it over one day. <laughs> He's like, "Dude, have you seen the Five Deadly Venoms?" And I said, <laughs> "No." He's like, "We should watch it," and then we rented it, and it was amazing. <laughs> I also thought it was great. And uh, yeah, I haven't watched it since, which I don't know why not. Uh, but I should try and find, yeah, see if there's at least, hopefully there's at least a DVD of it somewhere. Oh, there's, a little, there's, like, there's a little gotta bit cleaned be, up, but. Yeah, like, it, w- it would be cool if they, yeah, they did some kind of, like, not necessarily remaster, but yeah, it could be at least a little bit. Alright, uh, my history with this, I had never heard of it until I watched it yesterday. Um... I watched it on YouTube. The whole video was free on YouTube, so that's where I, where I got it from. Okay. Oh, see, um, I didn't find that. I'm assuming dubbed. It was dubbed, yeah, which I thought was going to be... Okay, this might be a drawback, and I'm sure it's better, but if you guys had to watch it dubbed, too, then I guess I didn't miss out on anything. I feel like this movie isn't very heavy on plots. So. <laughs> and that's and that's kind of why I went with it. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, based on the description, I don't really need... I'm not missing out on much. There, there, there definitely were some dubbing mistakes. Uh like at one point they they give people the wrong numbers because they had like you're number one, or, oh you're yeah. number three. Like they screwed that up at one point um, mm-hmm. in the in the dubbing script, which confuses hmm. things a little bit. And I feel like they, might, pr- yeah. they pronounce they pronounce some of the names differently at points too, which is also kind of confusing. But. It just adds to the mystery. It does. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. So my number seven is, uh, this is definitely something that is uh, like a hallmark of, of Hong Kong cinema, is is that, or maybe Chinese movies in general, I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't seen enough, but the, the magistrate, which I'm sure is what is a more accurate term for the, the judge, um... Uh, gets away with everything at the very end uh, when they they kind of hand wave it like oh he well he's bad but whoever's replacing oh, yeah. him is going to be just as bad yeah. and and I and I don't think they were making any kind of real statement about like the the system back then or now or 1978 I think what it was is they they couldn't ha- like they couldn't take out an authority figure like that like <laughs> the magistrate still represents like like the you know the power structure the uh going on in, in china so i think they had like it was kind of taboo to like take that guy out like um <laughs> uh, at least in, in that context um so it's, it's something that, that i've been thinking a lot of maybe i'm way overthinking it um but uh yeah so that's yeah, what i'm saying probably <laughs> no that makes sense to me what you're saying yeah uh, alex number seven my number seven is <laughs> that they that the poor witness didn't even want to get involved until the quote unquote hero snitches on him 
tells the truth, is forced and tortured to tell a lie, and then he gets killed for it. Thanks. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. It's like it doesn't it doesn't pay to help the authority figures. Well, he was greedy though. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he yeah, deserved no, no, all he that. Not. Well, at first he was like he tried to like tell the guy. That's true. Before That's he even right. was like offered silver or whatever. Um, yeah, he's like, hey, look, I saw that. Get out of here, you stinking gambler! You don't know shit. Yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that, he's he's supposed to be comic relief too, and uh, that definitely fell flat in this movie. But <laughs> yeah. He's like, like <laughs> picking up his legs one at a time and he's trying to run away. Yeah. They played good cop, bad cop. Bad cop just beats the shit out of him. Good cop goes, <laughs> okay, I'll give you some silver if you tell us. Okay, well then this is why didn't you start with that? <laughs> you didn't have to punch me in the balls. Alright. Um, my number seven uh, was the dubbing. It was awful. It is what it is. You're watching an old movie, but oh my god, I, it was it's distracting. I don't think I could What's watch it? this one. Like I don't, I don't really have any desire to watch this one in the Chinese. Like <laughs> I do. Not, 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 not it'll, it'll demystify some of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man, I, this is all like, making sense now. Like well, it's just this is how I like if I have enjoyed the movie. So yeah, but yeah, I don't, is... I don't disagree with you, Jeff. Yeah. This is definitely Shaw like, Brothers at its peak. Like, <laughs> and you are saying that some of them was wrong, some of the numbers were wrong because I was getting confused on who was who. Like, it took me almost halfway through the movie before I was kind of like, okay, I feel comfortable that I kind of know what's going on. But the first forty minutes of this movie, I didn't know who was who, what was what, and I thought just when I thought, oh, whatever one, yeah, and I was, I think that's what it was, or one part anyway of I was. Confused when I finally thought I knew who number one was and number two, and then they switched numbers names on me. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Gonna keep yes. the audience on their toes. All right, uh, Scott, number six. Okay, so number six. <laughs> this, this was coming. I completely forgot about this. It was the the snake sound effects. Every time he oh, tries to do yeah. like the snake strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So just close up of the fingers <laughs> every time he did it too. <laughs> like, think. oh, you better dodge that. He's yeah. telegraphing it awful early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love just leaning into it really hard. But pretty much do with all the styles, which I want to talk about. But uh, yeah, I love stupid how far they lead into that. Yeah. <laughs> you mean brilliant, Jeff? Uh, it was, it was dumb. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to hear. All right. <laughs> Uh, Alex, number six. My number six is that the whole thing with the Venoms was like they're searching for the teacher's friend that was supposedly super rich and they were going to steal his treasure and his money to give to the clan to, to make it stronger or whatever. No, no, no. The The idea was that the the old master was like, yeah, we're evil as shit. So, <laughs> right. like, and I, I guess I was a part of that, but... Uh, he he's like, we need to to make sure that we don't do any more evil. And I know this this one guy got rich of what we did, um, and he's gonna like give it to charity, uh, or at least that's what we're gonna tell people. Um, and they wind up do giving it to charity. The idea is like, oh well, if we spend this money, like all the horrible shit the clan did is like can't canceled out. 
There's no, there's no well, more Poison Clan by the end of the movie. Okay. Well, that's not my number six. My number six is that <laughs> Snake seems pretty rich already. Yeah. But I guess it, it makes sense. It's like, well, no, we want that money. I guess, you know, he's rich. You could always be richer. I guess. Especially if you can kill the old man and, and take his treasure. But it's like to me, it's like, I, I don't think he needs that money. I think he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's like Wait. living large over there, yeah. He's like yeah, got enough right. clout to like make the magistrate do what he wants to do. The, the judge, yeah. yeah. And the so judge is you... like, and nobody wants to fuck with the judge, so he must be yeah. doing pretty good for himself. It's good to be the judge. Also, I do, I do, <laughs> damn I, it, I do like that uh, Snake, uh, um, Chi Tung, uh, call me Pliskin, <laughs> uh, Iroquois Pliskin, Pliskin, yeah. Um, how he's like the only one of them that kind of goes through an arc. <laughs> like, so stop, stop me if there's anybody's list, but when he, when he, he starts going like, will the killing ever end? <laughs> it was like a moment of self-reflection. And that was it. And yeah, he gets over it pretty quick. But uh... yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Snake seems uh, pretty good. I don't know why he's letting Centipede just kill whoever he wants. It's like, oh, you I mean, idiot. Who would, have th- who would have thought of someone who's rich wanting more? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Alright, uh, my number six is the reveals throughout the the, the episode, or sorry, the movie. Oh, you are a snake! And then it would just flash back to the training montage or whatever we saw at the beginning of the movie. It's freaking stupid. Especially when some of them are just like, you are wearing wrists. I know you're a snake because you have wrist gauntlets or something they like that. They do the close-up <laughs> on the wrist gauntlets. Like, all the, like, like, at the end of the movie, they're still doing that. Like, yeah, we know he's the guy. <laughs> also, if he's undercover, like, that's not smart. <laughs> we just think snakes are cool. <laughs> yeah, just leading. Know, he's so the only one wearing, stupid. like, this, like when, they, when they're all standing next to each other with the masks. Which, by the way, makes no sense because they go out of the way to say that one and two were gone by the time he started training three. But um, when they're all standing there together, like, Snake is the only one wearing, like, the silver jumpsuit. <laughs> Everybody else just has, like, a random, like, drab color. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then just, like, to me, like, they're all doing, like, crazy, stupid shit. And then, like, oh, this, oh, he's the lizard because he walked on the wall a little bit better than the other guy. So they're all flipping off walls and shit. And the one guy, oh, he's a no, snake because he was low to the ground. And it did, oh, Okay, it did, admittedly, it didn't seem that big of a difference between uh, the, uh, the centipede and the scorpion style. Like, scorpion, he, was, he did more kicks, like high yeah, kicks. Yeah, he kicked behind yeah. him all the time. Scorpion kicks. He didn't do very many scorpion kicks. Uh, Get over here! But like the Sunday was supposed to be moving really fast, and they would like do that close of him like <laughs> flailing, basically. Yeah, and they sped up the sped yeah. up the film a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, oh shit! Here comes the centipede. But like when they're describing <laughs> it, they're like, "This one's very agile." The next one is like, "This one's also very agile." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they they describe like three of them like agile. Like the toad's like the other one that's like really different. They're like, "Yeah, he's just basically invincible." Snake is pretty deadly though too. Yeah. All right, Scott number five. Okay, uh, but number five is the lizard wire work. Uh, I, yeah, I, it was cool. I loved all of it. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, um, there's really like a couple spots 
whereas like blatantly obvious blatantly obvious like where they were like harnessed up and like where the weight was distributed and all that jazz uh, mm-hmm. for the most part like they, they did a pretty good job of kind of like disguising the wires even though it was really obvious um, I bet if I you know maybe if I stopped and like paused it and slowed down spotted pretty easily but um, I, I, I did like that like how that worked made no sense like how effective it was <laughs> it's like a fighting style seems awesome for getting away or like to avoid yeah, blows it's an escape tactic but like to use it for offensive reasoning didn't make a whole lot of sense unless I guess you're tag teaming somebody when if they happen to be like standing like the perfect distance away while you're like in, a, in like a, a really tiny room or hallway Mm-hmm. But uh, the actual wire work, though, was rad. Agreed. All right. Alex, number five. My number five is that the uh, the last Venom that knows that, that knows a little bit of every style, um, he wasn't... I, I feel like he wasn't involved enough in the investigation. Like, he did that little bit to help arrest Centipede. But then after that, he was, like, gone for, like, most of the movie until he found out who Lizard was. And then he convinced them to uh, team up with him. Yeah, I mean, I wish his I character seen... was, was supposed to be, like, comic relief, too, and he really wasn't. At least... I know. Not for us, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish he, he did... Because he was already, you know, quote-unquote disguised as, like, a bum or a beggar and stuff. And maybe gathering a bit more information and, and figuring stuff out. Would have been cooler. I don't but, think he eh. ever like other than the lizard style. Does he ever actually like use the other styles? He just is good at fighting. It seems like. Mm-hmm. He seemed a little bit more tanky. He's, he was basically like, like oh like a. <laughs> he's basically the lizard guy two Well, he had to adapt to his style because that's who he teamed up with. I'm sure if he got to team up with any mm. of the other ones. That's you know what? He would have adapted his thought more. That's a good there. point. I, yeah, I retract see? my statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Alex. Actually can like convincing argument and getting me to go along with it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's taken four hundred and eighty episodes, but it finally happened. <laughs> um all right. Alex number five or my number five, Alex? Your number five. Johnny. Okay, the 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 fight at the end was like, I don't know, 50 minutes too long. That fucking shit went on forever. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you're wrong, Joe. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, the Titanic <laughs> took way too long to sink. Come on, man. God. Oh, it just went on way too long. And then it was over. And they run away. The end of the movie. Like, oh, my God. The, yeah, end. the end. Yeah. We got the map. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which was right, the well, stylist time. That fight just, it was the most... Sorry, it was terrible. <laughs> anyway, Scott number four. All right, uh, my number four is that so it was surprisingly violent. I I didn't remember just how violent oh, it was. Uh, yeah, my number three. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait nowhere. You, wait, wait till you get into it more, Alex. But, but yeah, just again, just surprise for. I mean, it was 1978, so there there were violent. It wasn't like it was that novel, but you know, I wasn't expecting that in one of these kind of movies. Although, mm-hmm. Master of the Flying Guillotine is, is like 
is, is also one of my favorites. It's also ultra violent, so maybe I'm like just completely wrong about the being surprised, but uh, uh, or out of touch for being surprised. But uh, yeah, uh, that is my uh, number four. Okay, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is that uh, I was the only style that I was disappointed in a little bit was Toad style. You know, I get that he trained his body and everything to be impervious, and he only has like. An Achilles heel, if you will. Um, but other than that, it was just like kind of basic kung fu. I guess he was he was built more physically, which gave him like a distinctive look. But every other st- style had like certain motions and stuff, or one thing that made him apart instead of just like, oh, I'm you know bulletproof. Um, the, the only thing I'd say to that, Alex, is mm-hmm. the lizard guy. It's like should not be able to stand up to the other styles, unless he's like on the wall, right? So, <laughs> well, that's right. That's but but he does though. He like absolutely holds his own against everybody. Like, well, at least the people he fights at the end. Of the end. Yeah. Um, and he, <laughs> no candle is safe <laughs> when the lizard is around. Yeah, that's true. Blow those motherfuckers out, <laughs> no matter where they are. I was waiting for that to come into the play. T- it never really did. Yeah. The toad never uses tongue, true. and he wasn't yeah. struck by lightning, so I was really disappointed. That's true. It's not like Kung Fu Hustle. I was yeah. like, oh, this guy's toad style. I was like, oh shit, he's turning into a toad. Alright, um, my number four is also the gore in this, which it's just a couple scenes, and they kind of come out of nowhere. Even like, which I'll talk a little bit more about the Iron Maiden thing yeah. later. Yeah, so like, that was... Not that gory. I mean, it was like it was like very bad makeup. I thought when that happened, it wasn't that mm-hmm. bad. But later on, when he's like, sticking the needle in the guy's nose or the hook in his mouth, like that kind of came out of nowhere. And it was pretty yeah, gruesome. That was yeah. that was nasty. And those weren't even like the worst like murders. No, they weren't. The I kind of th- no, it wasn't. They weren't. But they're yeah. It was like ooh. That's what I cringe the most for. But um, so yeah. Anyway, the gore. Kind of continue what Scott was saying. The gore. Uh, Gore is my number four. Alex, I mean, sorry, Scott, which number three? Uh, my number three is uh, my most disturbing death, which was the, the wet paper assassination. Yeah. Like, Oof. that yeah. bothered me. That's <laughs> fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was like, everything else is like, okay, like, Iron Maiden's like exotic. And, like, there, there's there's some. Uh, it's funny that they, you know, I don't think there was ever a thing in China, but. <laughs> There's there's some dispute I know, about I was whether it was ever about actually that. used, like in medieval times in the like in like Europe. No. Yeah, I thought somebody made it up in like a cabinet of curiosities. Type yeah, thing. yeah. So there's like, like, did it ever actually exist? Uh, but uh, I've uh, seen Bill and Ted's <laughs> time. Excellent. Execute them. Bogus. Uh, but the yeah, the wet paper. I'm like, oh shit, that would actually work. Like, out of all the Kung Fu, they, like, do something ultra, like, practically, like, like ground Ooh. level. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that bugged me. <laughs> that was an awful way. Yeah. And then I, I, I was thought they were, like, like w- waterboarding at first. Yeah. Like, no, nope, but just flat out killing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I was thinking about, like, the actor, the stuntman, if there, there was something different, st- like, laying there <laughs> uh, for that guy. I'm like, that had to fucking suck to, like... Just be sitting there and have somebody do that to you. Oof. Like, yeah, yeah. 
I don't I don't know if they would do that for real now. Uh, anyway, the, I felt like it was pretty quick though. Yeah, yeah I guess reason. it didn't go on too long, but still, like, like ah, oh, that's like just awful. <laughs> All the stuff mm-hmm. in this movie. That, that, that that's the thing that bugs me the most as far as the violence. So yeah, it's my number three. All right, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is the nasty kills. <laughs> yeah, when they were poking out those guys' medulla oblongatas. That was pretty bad. The bottom. And then they went all yeah. After they found Toad's weakness, they went all <laughs> passion of the Christ on him. <laughs> Put the uh, the the iron coat. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the makeup was bad, but it's still like ooh. It's so it's bad, but it's effective. Like yes, they're using like the bright orange blood. <laughs> I don't know if that was just the mm-hmm. film or it was probably a combination of the film and like what it actually looked like. But yeah, it was the style at the time. Yeah. I don't know those movies. So, like that. yeah. Break what was his head. weakness? Was it his ears? I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. That's when he got the two scorpion-shaped daggers. I wonder who threw those. Yeah, <laughs> stuck, which, stuck which, in his ears. Which also was disturbing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Holy shit! I was wondering, like, how the hell he got got him in both sides of his head? <laughs> that made no sense. Like, did he throw him like boomerangs? Because <laughs> uh, he must have. <laughs> There's no way he could have thrown them from the same place and have them hit at the same time. Well, I don't no, think he, he threw... threw them. I think he must have kicked them somehow. <laughs> the scorpion kick. He kicked one and threw the other. Yeah. And yeah, and there was like a second delay between them. So the one guy goes, ah, and he turned away once the one hit him and the Did other he... one hit him. I thought they were like... No, I'm just making that. I'm making that. <laughs> yeah, I'm making oh, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought they were just... Okay, yeah. We're good. <laughs> This kung fu, but yeah, it did kind of come out of nowhere because you're watching this movie. It's like, okay, they're doing an investigation. Uh, you see some kung fu and everything, but nothing too like. There's no blades or anything like that. It's all fisticuffs, and then like blood everywhere. So that means like they could have tried to stab him in the eye, and like the blade would have like bent. Like, it's, like, like Superman, Superman with yeah. that with that bullet. Yeah, they could have like. Kicked him in the balls over and over again. Would have mattered. <laughs> like Master Pain. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number. My number three is uh, Iron Maiden. Uh, just because it was, felt ridiculous in this movie. I don't know why. And then <laughs> out of everything, <laughs> and I was what he gives him the like the schematic, the, just a drawing. We're like, oh, we'll make this in a day. <laughs> we'll figure this out right away. <laughs> And then I'm wondering if what word they used in Mandarin or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Iron Maiden. Were they just, did they use Iron Maiden? Or is it a... That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah, was, for some reason, that popped yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is also the Iron Maiden. Um, just ridiculous. Um, I love the... Uh, the makeup afterwards, like the all the little pinpricks that were in there. Yeah, the dots. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was, <laughs> this was still very effective, um, even with the, the bright orange blood. Um, the fact that was even a thing in this movie, like Jeff is saying. <laughs> uh, and then it gets followed up with, like, the, the coat. Like, I, I, I almost feel like they should have added in, like, a couple more, like, horrible things to do to him before they just decided to off him. Um, like the other thing I didn't get is like they were they like based on the Iron Maiden 
so they they're all being like circumspect about being so corrupt but they have him like sign his like unconscious body like using his unconscious body to sign like his <laughs> like the whole court is there like I guess at that point they just didn't care anymore like, yeah <laughs> just dropping they, all taking pretenses too long. yeah yeah uh, anyway yeah, Iron Maiden number two yeah. alright Alex number two my number two is I liked, despite the Toad style, how they made every other martial arts style distinctive. They at least had one thing that made them completely different from the from the other Venom styles. I thought that was really cool. As ridiculous as it was, I really loved Snake. Because you've seen Snake style before. Like, if you've watched a lot of Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Uh, you see, you know, people do snake style, crane style, stuff like that. But I've never seen any other movie do the head of the snake and the tail of the snake in the same, like, as a style. <laughs> it's like, I thought that was really clever. I think it was more like uh, finger-based, too, rather than, like, or like like singer, single fingers. As opposed mm-hmm. to, like, the, like, making your, <laughs> your hand in the shape of a snake and then hitting somebody with it. Yeah. yeah. And then he was wriggling on the floor like everything. Centipede was just super fast. You don't want it. <laughs> it's like a centipede in a china shop. You don't want that guy. Nope. I'm shopping for, for plates. Just, with you. just like <laughs> chopping plates did not look good, by the way. <laughs> just, right, hold off. Amazing. Don't talk too okay, much sorry, about sorry, that. Sorry. That's... <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, the lizard climbing the walls and everything, which is super specific, but maybe that's, you know, that's the style best suited for him. It was also, it was also super highly grippy. agile. Yeah. And Toad was just Toad. He's just a buff guy. Yeah. Oh, we can make your skin impenetrable. I'm okay. the best. Which is fine. I like Toad as I'm a character. the best. <laughs> but yeah, all the, all the styles. The five styles. Alright. Uh, my number two is a sound effect kicking my ass. Like, I, I know <laughs> this is a... No Kung Fu thing or a Shaw Scope thing, but my God, just that—it's <laughs> all you hear. It's just somebody was just, the Casio keyboard just going, <laughs> and then that springing sound that probably about to do it like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Six, it is. six million dollar man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, when they were tipping or paying for the pairs. Gunk. <laughs> God, it's just that you sound like there's not even a variation on it. It's the same freaking sound, just over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I, it was too much. You think that might have been the age in the, in the was when this movie came out? The seventies. Yeah, seventy eight. Where, like CGI is today, sound was back then. At least sound effects. Uh, a little bit bananas. I, I, I don't think they were. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they were trying to uh, pioneer anything here. <laughs> no, no, but it's. I mean, neither was. Uh, what's gonna call it? What's that explosion movie that sucks? X versus Sever. X versus Sever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was joking. I didn't think you were actually talking about it. Yeah. They were trying to pioneer any stuff. They just wanted CGI and special effects. It's like, oh, we need to have sound effects. In every every two-bit movie. 
<laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about Shawscope. If they're, I mean, were these movies made on the cheap? Like, are they like the, the what's his name? Like yeah, I don't, I don't. Roger think. Corman of Kung Fu uh, movies, or I don't. That, you know, that's <laughs> Ooh, that's that's, a, that's an interesting comparison. Um, yeah, I I don't think they're going for like the pure kind of schlock that Corman was. So it's kind of apples and oranges. But I mean, it was like a completely different market. They're making these movies for us, so yeah, it's it's difficult mm-hmm. to, to really compare them. Um, but yes, they were trying to churn them out, <laughs> like <laughs> make as much money as they could. Like, so yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they did not spend a ton of time actually filming. Um, you know, mm-hmm. probably just prep some of the fights, to make it like immaculate beards in this movie, by the way. Uh, oh hell yeah! But, That's uh, some good beards. Did, did some some good uh, makeup work there, um, and then yeah, filmed it all in probably like a, a month. If that, if that, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking this, the tech. I mean, so this came out a year after Star Wars, which obviously has great uh, sound effects. But that's a <laughs> decent Hollywood. I mean, I don't forget what the budget was for Star Wars, but two million dollars. I was sure it was more than this, <laughs> right? Yes. And, uh, all right. Uh, our number one, Scott. Uh, my number one is the five way showdown. So they could showcase, like Alex has been saying, like all the different fighting styles, and like really lean into them. Uh, it's the first time you see Lizard really fights. First time you really see Scorpion fight. Um, you have to see them all all go at it at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I do think it is funny that Scorpion shows up like like the, his, his his chest out, as it were. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like it should, it should like I, I guess they had to be like, okay, well he's gonna be the scorpion, so we need to have him like, kind of dress like a scorpion somehow. Yeah, heel turn. Yeah, the heel turn like <laughs> they, like heel turn. it would have been better if he's like still in his like cop uniform, or whatever. But um, yeah, were, were you guys surprised? Like, I mean, Alex knew it was coming. I don't know, Jeff, you, if you even cared that much at that point, but... <laughs> I, I mean, I knew that, that what was he, a cop or whatever? Like, I knew he was yeah. up to something. Did I know he was going to be... The, I think I, I'd know, because it could have been told me already. Like, I really wasn't trying to figure things out, because I was so lost. <laughs> I, I, did, I did laugh yeah. um, every time he showed up in the mask of Scorpion. Um, because the giant Scorpion on his, on his mask was, was hilarious. But also... Mm-hmm. They, they went way overboard dubbing somebody like being muffled. <laughs> oh, that's Scott. That's called attention to detail. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Okay, I, I, I stand corrected. But yeah, it was like, <laughs> like, like, okay, like, like you got to wear masks. You got to sell your mask. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like the dubbing even couldn't tell at points like what he was saying. Like they were like, <laughs> there were a couple points where I had the subtitle. Something's on. wrong with the radar, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the subtitle was just like mumbling <laughs> like no no he said something there that we were supposed to get like you know it wasn't supposed to be mumbling that, that was funny uh, but uh, yeah anyways five way fight um, and it is also funny how abruptly when it's all over they just like walk away into the sunset <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's all done now yep let's go get that money yeah Oh, speaking of that map, how did that old, if it was the old guy just he 
Just grab that candle and just hold on to it. It's his last death move. I guess. I guess so. Maybe he, did the old teacher like send word to him that one of his so that was something that was, was, might come for the money. I was unclear on whether the old man actually was going to do something with the money, or if that was just a ploy to make them think that he was. Mm. Either way, he was dead, so <laughs> that money yeah. was up for grabs. All right. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is, I kind of like, I mean, they didn't go about it in a great way, but I do like that all these martial arts masters were, like, hidden behind masks. Some of them didn't even know each other, so it was like a, a mystery and a little bit of an investigation trying to figure out who was who. Um, I, w- <laughs> I wish this movie would be remade so that maybe that would be handled a little bit better. Uh, but I like that aspect of it. I like the idea that they had yeah, for so the it's investigation. Cool concept, yeah. yeah. It's like, who's that? Oh, I gotta... And then him, like, uh, oh, the master telling them so they're not gonna use their styles unless they're in a pinch or, or they're in a life-or-death situation. So you're gonna have to trick them or be very crafty about how you figure out. So <laughs> that setup is... <laughs> Maybe a bit too much because some of that stuff never happens, but because some of these venoms just wear their animal on their sleeve, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of that, my number one is the beginning of the movie when they're just show they're all displaying their skills and why they're called the snake and why they're called the scorpion and centipede. And the plate scene was killing me, man. He was. <laughs> I can just think. We have like fifty plates, and this is it. You just get as many as you can. He, it's like the bonus. The bonus. He's like fruit like... ninja. And he... <laughs> Somewhere just dropping right next to him. I missed that one. Oh, okay. Here, get my knee. And then like, then we felt like it was an eternity because it was in slow motion. Like, what are more plates gonna fall? It's just taking forever for the next little round. It was, it was bad. It, it made me laugh, but it. I don't know, and then just the lizard technique and the snake technique and the scorpion. Oh, they were just dumb, but made me laugh. <laughs> dumb in a good way, I guess. Just, but the plates went really weird. Barely even laugh. like nicking some of those plates, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's it. Uh, any honorable mentions? Um, I like when they did the flash, the flashback kind of. Uh, when uh, what's this guy the new Venom and Lizard were trying to figure out like they were training a little bit and it's like okay to take this guy out we're gonna have to do this and everything and they did like kind of uh, like in uh, Hero where they did a battle of the mind to train themselves I thought that part was pretty cool like it like cuts off abruptly (laughs) because I think what happened is they filmed the third one, and then they were like, oh shit, we can't show this because we don't know who the, like, the audience doesn't know who the scorpion is yet. Or maybe they just cut it off at a weird spot. They're like, and then for number three, like, he doesn't even, yeah, like, get a... the E out in the dub, yeah. and then it just cuts to the next scene. Oh, well, they gotta leave it a mystery. How are they gonna take out Scorpion? Oh, I don't know. Mm. We're gonna have to watch. Maybe. But that was my honorable mention. Any of you, Scott? Um, I think I've mentioned everything throughout other people's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I've well, said there's time. 
<laughs> it's time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, what do you give it? Uh, I give this a six. I love the shit out of this. Uh, it barely a plot. Um, like you said, the dubbing's bad. Like transfer wasn't there, but I still felt myself sucked in. Like it's it's like an hour forty five, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, and it just flew by for me. Um, I, I love like the different styles that they they lean into, as, as silly as it all is. Um, and yeah, like, I, I like definitely have this on in the background at any point. All right, Alex. Uh, I'm also gonna give this a six. Um, some of the stuff wasn't handled as as well as they could have, but you know, budget and time constraints and whatnot. But it, this movie's still a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, the gore is unexpectedly welcomed and yes, <laughs> uh, creepy for that one kill, which was uh, a surprise because I completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah, thoroughly entertaining from beginning to end. Okay, I gave it a three. I did not like it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe if I want to sell this, if, if I want to sell this younger or something, maybe. But yeah, no history with it. It was just. It's a mess. The end of a drive. I'm sorry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, all right. And with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Scott? Our top five martial arts styles. Uh, is, we also continue to play the, the side game of are we on the same page here? Um, <laughs> so, I will say this. I don't know exactly what constitutes a martial arts style or not, so my list will be kind of on brand, but probably a little bit different than what you guys have, because I know very little about this subject. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, to start off, uh, my number five is the bear style, uh, which we we see at the end of Kung Fu Panda. Uh, Uh, My number four. For a brief moment. So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let Alex talk more about that one. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Alex, number five. Uh, My number five is, uh, I guess it would be the Tanaka style from Bloodsport. Uh, I don't, yeah, the well, that's a blue Tanaka blue yeah. I have Shidoshi my style Shidoshi. <laughs> on my list. <laughs> this is for my Shidoshi. Yeah, from Frank Dukes. Damn, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I could have watched it again. I still get we haven't done that for this podcast. We've done it. I th- yeah, I thought we did. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Okay, well, redo. I think next week is going to be we, our very oh, first... Uh, a re-dukes. Ooh, dang. <laughs> I don't got no fucking dukes. Um, all right, uh, well, mine... See, this is where I'm going to go in. Is I don't know much, but I'm going to go with Miyagi-Do Karate from Karate oh, Kid. That's my number two. <laughs> oh, is it? All right. Yeah. Well, well, then there you go. I'll let you talk more about that. Yeah, Miyagi-Do Karate style. All right, uh, Scott. Number four. Uh, my number four, um, to also steal something from Alex's list, I'm sure, is hamster style. Uh, 
uh, from... Oh, uh, no. I did not. From, I left it for you, Scott. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is this is from Orgasmo. Uh, Chotem Boy. I don't remember what his character's name is. Chotem Boy. Uh, yeah, he practices hamster style. Uh, it's a very deadly martial art that he swears off of <laughs> in the most mundane way. Uh, but uh, gets over it at the end and helps and uses it to help save the day. God, I can still smell that newspaper. <laughs> Chotem Boy. Cock rocket. <laughs> That's another one I haven't seen in a while. Whew. All right, Alex, number four. Uh, Bear style from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, it was awesome. You kind of knew it was coming, and every, even you know, uh, everybody didn't think much of Poe, the bear. But once Shifu gets serious about his training go off in the woods and then you see a hint of bear style when he uses his belly to bounce back the the dumpling and then he uses it in full form against tai lung at the very end so badass like you always slapping really, at him really see it yeah like for a split second where he's like <laughs> leaning forward yeah and he like slaps his hand away yeah it's, it's you go like a bear get out of here cool. yeah. where's your dumpster <laughs> <laughs> all right well my number four I just put kung fu from every kung fu movie because it's a martial arts style. <laughs> so I, I really don't know. But if you give me spe- a specific kung fu, then whatever uh, Pai Mei teaches Beatrix Kiddo from the Kill Bill movies. I don't know if there is a style he teaches her, but. Okay. Yeah. Just Pai Mei kung fu style. All right. Well, then there you go. Yeah. There it is. All right, Scott, number three. I told you, I know nothing about martial <laughs> arts or martial art movies. Uh, my number three is drunken boxing. Oh, uh, shit. I should have had that. So uh, That's good. Uh, you know, best uh, espoused in uh, Legend of Drunken Master 2? I forget which one. The, the one we actually did. Yes. Uh, where like runs over coals and stuff. But uh, yeah, just, just all the like Hallmark... Drunken boxing stuff like the corkscrew, like the the funky stance, the the just all the the chaos of it. But uh, yeah, drunken master or drunken boxing from drunken master. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is the gun kata from Equilibrium. That's Definitely. my number two. That's also my number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, then there you go. All right. Uh, my number three, and I had to look this up because I was pretty sure this is from the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. What Batman slash Bruce Wayne uses? And it's called Kisei. Okay. I don't know. What did Kisei? <laughs> I mean, that's what he's learning from Raja Ghoul's guys, I guess. I don't even know where he officially learns it because he actually knows some stuff before he even gets there. So yeah, I don't know what where he yeah, learns Yeah, the Nolan's hard but... to say. Like in the, in the comics, yeah, it's like. Trains a bunch of different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they said specifically for the Nolan movies, it's Kisei. And I don't know if that's an in-universe thing or that's something in real life, what they call it, and that's what he uses in the movie. I didn't do enough research to know, but there it is. The Batman <laughs> did somebody, Martian. Did somebody ever say, why don't you Kisei my ass? <laughs> and then he got the shit beat out of him by Batman. <laughs> yeah, and then Batman <laughs> punched him in the face. say to me i don't know <laughs> that was awful all right 
<laughs> number two. I guess. Uh, yeah, my my number two is the the Gunkata, the Grammaton clerics use an equilibrium. Uh, Shit, it's man. good stuff. Going going back to the bail whale here. Yeah. <laughs> the bail whale. <laughs> bail bail well. Yeah, well. Well. The bail whale. Well. <laughs> well. Well. That's true. We just hit back to back bales. <laughs> yes, I like Enkata as well because it's just it's just punching people with guns is fun. Oh man, when they do the editing where his hands are moving really fast, but he's still just standing perfectly still in the dark, the strobing effects with the gunshots, yeah. badass. The completely pointless part that where movie, he, right? he tosses the uh, the clips on the ground and then eventually gets to them and then slams his guns down on the clips. <laughs> oh yeah, as he's doing a dodge roll or something. <laughs> we've we've do, I, awesome. I'm almost positive we've done equilibrium. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But if it was in the old the oldie episodes, then maybe Should've it's been. time for a refresh. Did we do ultra like Kung Pao? I don't think we did ultraviolet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do ultraviolet. No, yeah, no ultraviolet. Um, <laughs> maybe we all right, Alex, number two. Number two is Miyagi-Do karate. Miyagi-Do. It still bugs the uh, shit out of me they didn't know how to pronounce his name. At a karate well, tournament. Well, I mean, Richard Dawson was not sober when he was <laughs> uh, officiating the All-Valley. Yeah, I guess. Tournament. Richard Richard Dawson. Yeah, also, I'm just letting now go down. I don't know who he's. <laughs> I don't know. The guy always kind of looked like Richard Dawson to me. Okay. <laughs> well, Miyagi. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys still don't, don't watch Cobra Kai, right? Or do you? I have not. I've seen the first season. I haven't watched any of it. It's still it's a big deal. There's two different. Kids are learning two different styles, Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai, and it just, it's, it's just obviously more defense first and all that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. it's, they're building on the Lord. I think they're doing a pretty good job of it over there. Different fundamental philosophies in their yeah. in their karate. <laughs> no kendo. The only thing it's just unbelievable as it is in the movies that all these high schoolers are taking karate classes. Like that's the coolest thing. Everyone takes karate, and it just kills me. <laughs> it was Can't go to the water park. They go, they go to Raging Waters, but a karate fight breaks out, as always happens. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, had, you had to go to Wild Rivers. Yeah. Say. Oh, isn't that oh, where man. they train speed of hand and then speed of foot? <laughs> the water park. No, the, where else are you going to yeah. do it? I, 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 kitchen maybe, maybe kitchen maybe, maybe That's what uh, Dantes <laughs> turns the Chateau Deef into. He turns it into a water park. Once he buys it at the end of the movie. I mean, oh, that's yeah. true. It's just a big drop at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there is. That's true. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a diving pool. <laughs> uh, speaking of Wild Rivers, we were just uh, at the Irvine Park or whatever you call it, the Great Park, and the yeah. new Wild Rivers is set up over there. I saw it in the distance. It just looks so... It looks so ghetto now like before it was like built into the hills now it's just a bunch of plastic tubes looks like mousetrap or something over there yeah it's awesome irvine's desperate to figure out what to do with that space so they'll they'll, they'll put anything up at this point (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
anything uh, except affordable housing. Yeah, well, don't be ridiculous. I was just going to say. <laughs> it's just a matter of time until it's just all housing and nothing else. Yeah, just mm-hmm. million dollar, like like 600 foot square. It's like 600 foot square. Square feet, uh, like townhomes. Uh. Everything looks the same. Um, all right, so the, my number two is also Gunkata, so we're on to Scott number one. Uh, my number one is, uh, in particular, Spike from Cowboy Bebop, but Spike's brand of Jeet Kune Do. Uh, oh, nice. And, and he does mix in some gun, gun kata in there a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not uh, unproficient, improficient. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is for that. But anyways, um, yeah, his Jeet Kune Do uh, definitely gets showcased a lot in the movie that we, that we did on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's super cool, just... Um, a lot of those like, like long kicks, and then like the kind of slow wind up for punches, and then just bursts of like yeah the, the quick jabs. The it just it all looks really cool. Just like very fluid, uh, which was like kind of the point of Jeet Kune Do, I guess. Uh, yeah. But it captured really well in animation. So yeah, number one Spike, Spike's Jeet Kune Do. All right, and Alex, number one. Also Jeet Kune Do, but this is the real one. Uh, I remember uh, Jason Scott Lee portrayed Bruce Lee in uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. And they kind of showed, maybe it's a, probably a bit romanticized, but how he came up with the whole philosophies and the ideas for Jeet Kune Do while he was getting treated for his back paralysis. Um, taking notes, having his wife Linda take notes for him and everything, so... Uh, that whole process, that whole martial arts, him coming back and actually uh, walking the walk after he defeats the bad guy that crippled him, that broke his back the first time with Jeet Kune Do and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he lost, he gets ass kicked by some stuntman. <laughs> hey, nobody kicked Bruce Lee's ass. <laughs> yeah. First of all, nobody was kicking Bruce's ass. Um, all right, my number one is uh, your fist to my balls technique as perfected by Winslow from Punk Yes, this is trade wrong on purpose as a joke. Uh, I can't believe you guys, Alex specifically, didn't have any of these I on know, here. Because my boys love to watch that movie now. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I guess I guess Ball's head is a is a move. It's not a full on. Yeah, it's not style. a full on martial art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see how you handle your your fist to my balls stick. <laughs> I bleed first, making me the victim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. See, we got to redo that. We got to redo that episode. Okay, but we have to be in the same room, and there has to be uh, alcohol or some other mind-altering substances in the fine. Room too. I guess <laughs> legal mind-altering substances. Oh, yeah. uh, we're in California now. Oh, legal. legal, whatever's legal. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, so capoeira, uh, specifically from oh yeah, from uh, only the strong, only the, the strong. Uh, Mokhbara, probably mispronouncing that. That's the Klingon martial art. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I think it includes like fighting with the bat lifts and everything, which seems like a wildly impractical the... weapon, but it's, but it's still pretty cool. 
Is it Kirk or the Klingons who like to do the double hammer to the back all the time in Star Trek? It's Kirk. It's Kirk. He's oh. a double hammer. <laughs> that? He he had two he had two go to moves. It was the double double hammer fist and the roll on the ground to trip your opponent. <laughs> oh yeah. Which seems like a really good way to get a knee to the face, but hey, work for Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jim Cotta from Jim Cotta. <laughs> Jim Cotta, yeah, that almost remember this. Um, yeah. And uh, going back, Alex actually mentioned it. Uh, Toad style, but from Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. I, I don't know what to call the heroes. Was it? I mean, the Budapan was the move. It's just more like generic kung yeah. fu that he was supposed to be doing, though. Yes. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyways, yeah. Oh, and uh, Zengen Ryu, which is uh, Tifa's fighting style from Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, what's the fight? Well, what did you say? Zengen Ryu. Oh, okay. What yeah, is that? It's is... the martial arts from. The character Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna say, what's the fighting style of Ken and Ryu? I, I actually, Fighter? I actually yeah. did look that up, and I forget what it is. Um, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Something um, Shenlong. Some oh yeah. Let's pull it up. Uh, Street I think Fighter. it's called Aruken. All you can. Yeah. Stop doing all you cans. <laughs> Alright, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, no hitters. Pitchers have thrown them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty rare. Not, I mean, you hear about them, but they're still pretty rare. So, Michael Lorenzen threw a no-hitter for the Phillies. That got me thinking. <sighs> how rare are no-hitters? So, do you guys know about? You guys want to take a guess as to how many no hitters have been thrown since 1876, the start of base professional baseball. How many no hitters since since when? 1876. Um, I'm gonna say 123. I'm gonna um, say 250. Ooh. Jeff is closer. It's 322. Okay. Ooh, and that's an average of two two no-hitters per year. Yeah. Which is still pretty rare. So pretty pretty uh, rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Michael Renzen was like an angel like a season and a half ago. So just want to point that out. <laughs> so, of, of course. <laughs> no-hitter for the Phillies. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys know this. Who's the record holder for the most no-hitters? Most Nolan Ryan. So, yep, not Cy Young. No, not Cy Young. Okay. Uh, Nolan Ryan has seven. <laughs> Third seven no hitters for the Angels. He threw uh, uh, like how many? One, two, three or four. Yeah, three. I think four for the Angels. It was and like Hall of Fame pitchers that go without their whole career. Um, yeah. So so go ahead, Alex. Who's got the second most no hitters? Second most. No-hitters. Uh, is it Babe Ruth? <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it Greg Maddox? It is not Greg Maddox, but he does have an X in his name. An X in his name. 
Xandar oh, Bogart. Oh, it's, it's Sandy Koufax. It is Sandy Koufax. He's got four no-hitters. <laughs> so. And what's crazy there, look at Nolan Ryan played pitch for like 20 years. Koufax pitched for like nine. Damn. Yeah, like. And he still got four. Like him, him and yes. him and Drysdale. That might be the best. Like one, two. Mister Drysdale. Yes. <laughs> um, so, sorry, just because we're getting super nerdy on this, I, I heard a stat the other day. I read it. I don't remember, but uh, a stat in baseball. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so we talk about Nolan Ryan, who's like, like top ten pitches of all time, right? Um, mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan threw something like. A hundred something complete games, right? Like, and he was only like, like two hundred something on the list of like guys that throw complete games. Like, that's a record that's never ever going to be broken. Like, Cy Young had some insane number. It was like, like four hundred, five hundred complete games. Like, it was is absolutely. So that's going throwing all nine innings. Yes, throwing all nine innings. Damn, like pitchers just don't do that anymore. Like. It might happen once or twice a season for like the best pitchers. Like they, they just yeah, cause... they won't they won't let guys go that long anywhere. But it's insane to me yeah. that like we think of Nolan Ryan, like kind of bridging that gap between old school and, and like modern like pitching now, and like yeah, even he was like being yanked out of games after a certain number of innings, most of the time. But I was also going to say, I think two of Nolan Ryan's no-hitters came after the age of 40 as well. He was still awesome. So I could still do it. His career. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, there was... It's time was for Niamh News! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. I, I was going to say that there, there was probably also a record for the number of hits that Ventura got off of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of Nolan Ryan in a single inning. Um, anyway, uh, anyways, at least Jeff gets that joke. I hope. Ventura. Um, all right. So yeah, not a lot for me this week. Um, I st- started playing Baldur's Gate three, which was in early access for a very long time, uh, but uh, has officially launched uh, as of the end of last week. Um, Baldur's Gate 2 came out around 2000 um, so it's, it's quite the, the gap here um, completely different yeah. studios that was way back when it was uh, Bioware that, that did Baldur's Gate 2 um, and yeah this one is you know that was D&D 2.0 basically like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons um, Baldur's Gate 3 uses the 5th edition version rules of Dungeons and Dragons so uh, quite quite a lot of differences there uh, but yeah this is Larian Studios now doing the game and it's pretty cool um, there's a lot of thought has gone into story, dialogue like all the different like roles that you make um, I'm, I'm not in love with 5th edition I've never really been um, it's still still fun uh, but um, yeah it's, it's also really hard I'm getting my ass kicked. It's, just, it's turn-based. <laughs> all, all the combat's turn-based. So it's not like I have to like think fast. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even blame that on like, getting older. Uh, but all that said, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it's just a massive game. Like not just like how long it's gonna take to beat, but it's like 120 gigs for this for this game. Well, really? Yeah. Wow. It seems like I don't you know I'm, I'm not a pro. Red Dead was 99. Yeah, like the Starfield is is gonna be like less than that. <laughs> not by a lot. Um, so yeah, it's wild to me that it takes answers, but. Uh, they gotta compress their video or something. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what they're using for cutscenes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's lots of loads too, so I don't know. Like, it's not like Shit. Cyberpunk, where you're just. Well, what's this game rated? Hold on. <laughs> oh, there's there's a junk selector <laughs> at the beginning when you're making your character. <laughs> yes, just like in Cyberpunk. So yeah, uh, give people more choices. <laughs> uh, I want some big balls. There, there was, they just they had a hot pat or a uh, hot fix this week. Where if you're paying, playing one of the races, you get the Yankee. Um, if you had penis type C or D, it was clipping through clothing. So they like. <laughs> well, that's what I want. But they fixed that, so that's no longer happening. Boo. Uh, so, yeah. It's because we're in the, the modern era. But it's not a Japanese game, so it's, there's no boob slider. Um, <laughs> you can choose the size of your junk, but you can't, you can't like. <laughs> You're not really getting much choice on, on that on the, on the yeah. poop side of things. Um, it's the B plus. I would like to have something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the character creation is actually pretty pretty well done as far as like how your character looks anyway. Um, it's it's fifth edition, so there's just like less like customization that you might find in like one of these games um, as far as mm-hmm. like your stats and things like that. Uh, but anyways, yeah. The, that just come out. Um, that'll that'll tide me over this month until uh, Starfield releases the game next month. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Behind the Bastards uh, by by Robert Evans. He's the guy that, that does the podcast. Um, you know, usually have <laughs> this. Sorry, the making of the Han shot for his podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we're on there. I haven't, listened, I haven't looked at all the episodes. Uh, <laughs> but he basically goes, uh, does some research on like horrible people throughout history. Some of them are like more contemporary. Um, but yeah, he'll do like these deep dives on people, and um, like a lot of it just left me seething because <laughs> there's like people that are still alive for some of it. Um, oh, I don't, yeah, I can't listen to that. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to be angry. <laughs> I, I did. I did just listen to the one uh, on Steven Seagal. Like, I mean, <laughs> like that, that guy's yeah, a great piece of shit, by the way. Uh, yes. But um, that one I was able to laugh at because it's like he doesn't have the blood of like thousands of people on his hand, like tens of thousands of people on his hand. So it's a little easier to laugh. Um, but I, they just for people that are around for the early days of the internet, you guys remember Sean Baby? No, he was, a, he was a, one way he's writing for Cracked as well. Um, but, okay. uh, but anyways, he was on this this two part with Seagal, and he's really funny. Um, so just something I was listening to, something I recommend um, is at least, at least the Seagal set. <laughs> like it's 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 crazy. Like Seagal, like is claimed to be a, like a Navy SEAL. He's claimed to do work for the CIA. Like just. Just a pathological liar, and like, and just some of the stuff he does is just like, just patently ridiculous. Like, not necessarily evil, but just ridiculous. Um, and yeah, it does add a little bit of levity to to him just being an awful person. Um, and then finally, 
you know, I know Jeff loves his Gotham stories. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. an animated one. Um, there, I don't know how long ago the the graphic novel or comic came out. It was at least done in part by Mike Nolan, the guy who did Hellboy. Um, but there's a Batman kind of one-off called the the Doom that came to Gotham. Um, it's basically hmm. Batman circa like the 20s maybe even earlier than that um but it's like set in the backdrop of like Lovecraft um so basically basically Batman has to stop Cthulhu is kind of the (laughs) the gist of it and they it's 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 really dark even for like a Batman joint uh but uh they do a good job of kind of mashing up a lot of the, the Batman lore like into it without directly making it uh, like his rogues gallery um, so they do some interesting things with that uh, but yeah that's on on Max now formerly HBO Max formerly so, HBO Plus formerly HBO Go <laughs> so Batman wasn't the Kwisatz Haderach he was he's not the Kwisatz Haderach <laughs> uh, that's it for me uh, Alex you wanted to go over Yes. I uh, recently took a trip, a weekend trip to Vegas. Uh, it is hot as balls out there, as usual, <laughs> during this time of year. Uh, but we went to this neat place called Area 15. It's getting all the buzz on social media and everything. And, uh, you know, when you see some, some places on social media, sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype or it doesn't look as cool. This place completely was. It was pretty awesome. And it's just a collection of shops and everything, but there's this interactive... Uh, I would say art experience, not really a museum, but there's some cool like sculptures and pieces in there, but it's called the Omega Mart, and I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's like a supermarket, but everything has like wacky, crazy names on it. The screens, you know, all have like cheesy, like 80s, 90s uh, grocery store commercials playing and everything, but not everything is as it seems in this grocery store. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, our friend uh, Jacob, who lives out there, he he went to the Omega Mark not knowing what it was, and he's like, "All right, I guess this is pretty funny." And he was about to leave before, <laughs> like, he got into like the real meat and potatoes of the place uh, until he spotted something out of the corner of his eye. He's like, "Oh shit!" Like, and, and so they spent the rest of the day there. But yeah, I highly recommend if you're out in Vegas, check out the Omega Mark. It's a bit pricey, but uh, I thought it was worth it. Who the kids had a lot of fun. <laughs> I do. And uh, so what? So Alex, what part? Did he he was just doing the grocery store part, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> then he was about to leave, and and he saw some people coming out of somewhere. Again, sorry, but I can't. Seriously, you. I don't want to spoil anything. It's really cool. I've already. Like, I talked about this a year. I talked about this a year ago. I think I spoiled all of it back then. So. Oh, and then there you go. <laughs> People don't remember. I really like Jeff thinks we have listeners that are still with us. <laughs> oh, I don't, but I'm sorry. Well, Alex is the one spoiling it for people. I'm, or not spoiling it. But yeah, you almost missed everything. Uh, on the video game side, I am playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, <laughs> the debate kind of rages on. Is this a Zelda game? Uh, I know Jeff. I don't. You even from uh, Breath of the Wild. 
That was not a Zelda game for you, right? It was a Zelda game. It was just I didn't like it because of because of weapon durability is why I didn't really like that game. That game. Yes, it's and a little crafting. bit worse. <laughs> that part is a little bit worse than this one, uh, mainly because on the bow you don't find and you can't craft. Well, you can, but you don't find arrow like fire arrows or lightning arrows or anything like that. You always have to pull out your bow, and then one arrow at a time, like as you're firing it, attach something to it to make it like fire or ice or lightning, and then you shoot it, and then you have to do that again. So, yeah, it's just the way they do that with the melee weapons, the shields, and the bow. Like, really slows down the pacing of fights and everything, and it it's a drag. However, I will say that <laughs> the stupid physics puzzles, which I was completely prepared to hate, at, uh, you know, from watching all the trailers and commercials and stuff, as I actually really like them. They're very engaging. They bring out the mechanical engineer in me because <laughs> it's like a lot of the, it, it, I wouldn't call it lazy, but a lot of the temples are like, okay, to get your heart piece or whatever, you have to go here. And then there's a huge gap. And then where you are, there's just a bunch of random crap. And it's like, okay, you built something to figure out how to get over there. So that can be fun uh, for some. I would imagine not all, but it can be fun. Um, so I would say that this is... It's got enough of the Zelda DNA in it. The quirky characters and everything in the storyline is still pretty cool. That it is a Zelda game. It's just not our Zelda game anymore. So this might be... Uh, unless they do like a throwback or a remake this might be like one of the last Zelda games I ever play because it's alright but I'm not in love with it did you did you beat uh, Breath of the Wild? I did yeah I still need to go back and do that Jeff did you finish yeah. Breath of the Wild? I forget no okay. I, know, I know you're no, your brother at, like, some of Brian movies. loved it or whatever they were yeah, I think I told you I, I got to the fourth beast or whatever my weapons would not survive long enough, so I had to go grind basically to get the ma- to get a bunch of stuff and master sword. And then I just kind of got bored. And when I came back, I just didn't remember how to play. And I was like, "All right, I'm done." Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. Uh, just quick update. I figured out uh, Ken Ryu's fighting style. It's Ansutsuken. An Ansatsuken. Yeah, it's hard to okay. pronounce, yes. There you go. Uh, you said it was a mouthful. Yeah. I guess it is. It's and Like, more phonetically, it's Ansatsuken. Uh, <laughs> that's a... Making Gaijin over here. Gurugamesh. <laughs> uh, Jeff. Uh, anything you want to go over? Yeah, before I get into mine... Oh, maybe I lost it. Oh. On IMDb, I've never noticed this before. It has celebrity birthdays as of today, August 9th. I'll just go. Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. Ashley Johnson. I'm not sure who that is. John. Um, uh, she, she's <laughs> the, uh, I think she's the waitress at the end of the first Avengers movie. Always That's what it says. I don't know who that okay. is, but okay. She's also on Growing Pains. Right about the same time that Leo DiCaprio was, so Wait, they obviously never dated. She was the voice of. Uh, wasn't she the voice of Allie, the girl from uh, The Last of Us? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's also on critical role for if that means anything for me today. Or has been All on right. critical Sorry. role. Sorry. Uh, next, Sam Elliott. And then we have uh, Anna, Anna Kendrick, Gillian Anderson, Rona Mitra. I don't know who that is. Robert Shaw, Eric Banya, and some other people. What? Your birthday's down there. Uh, Our birthday. Rona Mitra was in uh, the third of the fourth. Um, what, what were the Kate Beckinsale vampire movies called again? Underworld. Underworld, yeah. She was like in the third or fourth one that was like the prequel that had, uh, not Michael Shannon. Uh, maybe it was Michael Shannon? Not General Zod, but the, anyway. Michael, anyway. Michael Sheen. <gasps> Michael Sheen, that's who it was, yeah. Anyway. Hey, Audrey Tateau. President Tuteau. Kennedy, you idiot. Sorry. What? Audrey Tateau, also born today. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, she is the, oh yeah, there she is. I skipped her. Chalice right. Holmes. <laughs> they were looking. They were oh, looking and at, guess who else is? Chalice Holmes. Uh, uh, Marcy Darcy. Um, oh yeah, Amanda Beers. Right? Yeah, Amanda Beers. Yeah, there you go. The Beers. All right. Anyway, uh, I saw Oppenheimer. Uh, it's long. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. It's a good. I can't say it's not a good movie, um, but I was definitely confused at parts of it, which is not unusual for me. But usually in a movie like that, I'm pretty good. It's usually just other stuff. But I don't know. There was. It wasn't the science stuff that I was confused by because they don't expect you to understand <laughs> the physics behind an atom bomb. But it was who was doing what to who and who's this American government official and all this stuff. It just got a little confusing for me. Um, and then he films part of it in color, part of it in black and white. And I had to like find out online afterwards, like what was what. Um, but anyway, so I still recommend it. Uh, so I saw that. Um, I can't. I thought people weren't allowed to see Oppenheimer and Barbie. It had to be one or the other. <laughs> no, you went no, to you're see supposed, both. You're supposed to see both. That's uh, why like Barbenheimer. Okay, uh, yeah, I went in movies three weeks in a row, and all three were pretty good. Um. Yeah, there was something else. Oh, I started watching the Lakers. The winning time is back on oh, HBO. Yeah, I saw it today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still haven't finished. We got tired and didn't finish it last night, but started that. And I think that's it. Oh, I said I went to the park the other day. I went and saw the Offspring play at a five point amphitheater. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah, band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jeff, Everyone Jeff else is going to see Taylor fly. Swift. Yeah. For a white guy, uh, no, they were pretty cool. Oh, I'd never right. seen them in person. And they were really good. <laughs> so I recommend them. Uh, Some forty one who opened for them, not so good. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Did they do the Neverending Story cover? I don't know. Oh, that's why. Yeah, they done that. Is that is that a thing they do? I think they do a cover of that. Could be. You're thinking of Some forty two. I, you know what? I might be thinking of like <laughs> Newfound Glory. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Jeff is the authority it. on that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I am not the authority on that. I'm not asking you. I'm, no, no, yeah, I don't. I'm just not a big. The, so, I forgot about Sub 41 until we were listening to them recently because Laura's like, they're opening for them. I'm like, who is that again? And just. I wonder, I wonder if Lit's. Oh, they're still... pretty rough. 
Anyway. Yeah, all those bands. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.